Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Amen. Tonight's word, our focus tonight, is God's armor keeps us standing. God's armor keeps us standing. Reading to you from the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Can you say amen to the word? God's armor keeps us standing. This is a nice time of the year. I certainly enjoy the weather. A lot of good things to look forward to, like Fall Fest this coming Saturday, also passing the mantle coming up and all of the things that are happening here at TLC. But it's also kind of a time where it's, things feel like a nuisance, and I'm talking about Halloween, right? Halloween. I drove past a uh, neighbor's house of mine, and every ghoul and goblin and vampire and werewolf they had it there in their house. And I thought, you know, if those things were to come alive and come into your house, I guarantee it you would tear a new back door into your house. And, and I think Halloween... It's designed to inspire fear of things that people perceive to not be real. And that uh, emotion of fear is something that people crave this time of the year. But I think it's kind of a trick of the enemy that evil is just pretend. And that uh, scary creatures out there, they're not really real. It's all pretend. It's all man-made. It's all made up. But once your eyes get open and you start to really look around and use the brain and the heart that God gave you, you realize, no, evil is very real. Evil from men, but yes, there is an evil that exists far above men, and it's in the spirit world. And that is truly what is controlling and governing all of the wickedness that exists in this earth. I wish I could tell you that God's people will never have to fight a battle ever in your life. 
I wish I could tell you once you repent and you're baptized and you're filled with the Holy Ghost that everything is going to be perfect. You'll never have a problem. You'll never have a situation come up. I wish I could tell you that. I've got good news for you. That day is coming one day in heaven. Hallelujah. But until that time, you and I are in a fight. We are wrestling, not with flesh and blood or anything of this world, but a spiritual power, spiritual principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high place. That is the battle that you and I are up against on a day-to-day basis. And the whole goal of this realm that the Bible speaks of, the whole goal of it is to do one thing, and that is to knock you down, to cause you to fall, to cause you to stumble, to cause you to lose your footing, and to lose ultimately your walk with God, but instead to fall with the devil. The word fall is the common word associated with Satan. You know, Satan fell like lightning. And a lot of your theological books and Bible studies that we have talk about in Genesis the fall of mankind. That's the way it's viewed, that you can be walking with God, and one wrong turn, one false slip-up, you fall. The book of Hebrews even talks about this, that we should give more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest we should slip at any time. I've taken some bad falls in my life, thankfully never here on this platform. And if that happens one day, please don't laugh, all right? But I've taken some bad falls in my life, and now that I'm over 40 years old, a fall can set you back a couple days. It really can. And now I'm trying my best to always look down to try to avoid those falls because just quickly like that, you can go down. And I think the same thing works in the spirit world, that if you are not careful, you can go down and it can set you back for a while. You know, Adam and Eve in the Bible, no sin existed in the world. No trouble, no pain, no sorrows, no evil at all. All that was there was a tree that, if one ate of it, could gain the knowledge of good and evil. And God said, don't eat of that tree. And my theory is it was the first tree that God created. And it was a tree that was specifically meant for him. Because God always wants what is first. But the rest of the trees they could freely eat. But Satan deceived Eve with a lie. And he began to question her. Did God really say this? Did God really do this? And you won't die if you eat of it. And she ate of it. And yes, she died, not that very day, but within a thousand years, because one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. And ever since then, no man has ever lived to be a thousand years, but we all die because mankind fell, because mankind stumbled. But Jesus Christ came to rescue a world from the grip of the devil. And ultimately, he came to be a bright light to shine, to expose all of the darkness that Satan had entrapped mankind with. All of these false ideas, all of this false theology to completely 
detour man away from God and ultimately to fall with him. That is what Satan wants, to bring all of us down with him. He has a personal vendetta against God. And it is, just like in the story of Job, to cause men to curse God, to walk away from God, to deny God, and to fall with him. But Jesus Christ came teaching and preaching that Satan is cast out. And he came to defeat the works of the devil. And as the early church grew and began to have this understanding with the inner workings of the Spirit, that you can get to a place in God where you will not fall, but you constantly stand. We have the power of the name. We have the power of the blood. And we have the power of the word to fight against darkness. And let me tell you, it works. I've been seeing it this year up here at this altar call. It's been powerful. Last week, we got a phone call from somebody who is connected to our family and some people in this church, but not members of our church, but they do like our church and they believe in what we do. And this individual called uh, me and said, my daughter is in the hospital, very sick. My daughter has suffered uh, addiction. My daughter is now suffering with severe illness. Would you please come to the hospital And pray for my daughter. And I said, absolutely. And this mother said, also, you may think I'm crazy, but I believe my daughter is severely, severely tormented by an unclean spirit. And I said, I don't think you're crazy. Matter of fact, I think that stuff is normal. (laughs) And so on my way to the hospital, I'm praying, Lord, be with me. Lord, when I come up against this unclean spirit, I want it to come out. But I got to thinking, you know, I'm going to be in the hospital in the intensive care unit. And the last thing we need is something like that going on with all the doctors and nurses around. So I said, God, I need it to be quiet. (laughs) God, we need to keep it controlled. I've never prayed that in my life. And I said, God, help it to not get out of hand. But Lord, I want you to touch this family and to touch this daughter. And I walked in and just uh, glad to have any opportunity to be invited to pray. I'm flattered when people want me to pray for them. And you should feel the same way too. That's faith. Wanting prayer. And uh, I looked at the situation, assessed it, and I felt, yes, there is sickness there. And yes, I see something that is not clear and normal there. And so I just began to pray and began to feel the peace of God come down in that room. And this individual who was just gotten horrible news from the doctor and who was bound by so many things looked up at me as I began to pray and I began to come against darkness. I watched as this individual's, the pupil of her eyes got larger and larger till her eyes were completely black. And I just kept on praying and kept on pouring it on and I watched as that unclean spirit came out of her mouth and through her breath And I saw the countenance of that person go from a dark shadow to a bright light. And the mother said, she has not been at this level of peace in years. Praise God. And people are hungry for this type of power. 
And people in this world are starting to get honest with themselves that there are forces that are controlling entire families. And the answer is nothing that this world has to offer, but the church of the living God has the answer to drive out that darkness and to drive out those unclean spirits and give them the freedom and the liberty that Jesus Christ promised us to set at liberty to those who are bound, to set the captives free, and to open the eyes of the blind, and to proclaim liberty to them that are oppressed. I'm talking about a God that knows how to win. And he wants to make you victorious with him, praise the Lord. There are some situations... That yes, the name always works and the blood always works. There are some situations where the devil will slowly creep in. And if you are not careful, he will catch you when you are unaware. And it's like, in a way, I believe in intervention. I love intervention. We believe in intervention around here. But there are things that the devil does. The only way you can defeat him, it's not through intervention, but it's through prevention. And the armor of God is a preventive strategy against the devil working in your life, in your spouse's life, in your children's life, in your grandchildren's life. Anybody that you're connected to, the armor of God will help you stand against the day of evil that the Bible talks about. We fight against these unclean things. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Some people say that these are just simply political powers. You know, these are political parties. These are people in governmental offices. Well, the Bible clearly says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And this is spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It's not the man or the woman you're fighting against, but the spirit that may be behind them. The agenda is not theirs, but they are submitted to something even greater than themselves. And it's principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness. Principalities simply means areas in the world that demonic spirits have control over working through a geographical area. I usually uh, believe that this has to do with major cities of influence. And we've got major cities of influence here in our country, such as New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, some of our big cities like that, some big cities on the West Coast. They tend to set trends for the entire nation. But globally, you look, Tokyo, a great city, some of the cartoons that have emerged out of that city have entrapped the minds of the youth of the entire world. You look at what came out of Mecca, that religion, it's a militant religion, and you look at the influence that it has had across the entire world. London, I firmly believe that London is the city that holds the greatest influence throughout the world. It is the city of London. These are cities of great influence, not through the works of men and women, but through the works of principalities, geographical areas that enforce the message of Satan upon the earth. 
You then have powers. I believe these aren't so much geographical locations, but it's abilities of influence, working through people and the craft and the vocation that they do, such as powerful politicians, powerful actors, powerful musical artists, these powers working through their creative forces to push the agenda of Satan. And I'm not going to name any names. Some of you know who I'm talking about, but sometimes you hear some of these singers and you wonder how with a voice like that could they have gotten anywhere? Demonic power. Sold their soul to the devil. And through the power of that spirit in the writings that they have, the things that they sing, the legislation that they pass, you wonder how sometimes people get into politics or get into business or get into here and there. How did they get into that? It was through demonic power. The devil made a deal with them and they took it. And he's using them as a force of darkness. You then have rulers of darkness of this age. And all these flow together, but I think all of them are distinct. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness. The rulers of darkness of this age, it is leadership that seeks to keep mankind from coming into the light of truth during the church age. You have right now the theory of evolution. Think about what evolution has done all in the name of science to deceive our children in school from believing in the one true God. It erases God and says that all of nature, everything that you see, all that you can behold in the sky and here upon the earth, it was not designed or created by a great being, but instead it was just some explosion. That, by the way, is why a lot of youth struggle with purpose because they believe that if the universe is an accident, then I'm an accident. The universe was formed based upon a cosmic blast, just a big bomb, just a big and that's how the world exists. They believe in any moment, at any time, their life can explode and crumble. That's the spirit of evolution. It is a hopeless, meaningless, empty doctrine. The rulers of darkness came up with that. If you've read the news, those who fly the banner on their platforms of Christianity have come out and said that marriage is no longer what the Bible is taught between men and women, but there are many ideas and many um, opportunities for people to get married in the way that they want to. Christian pastors are now saying this, that anything goes, that love is love. But my Bible says that in the beginning, God created male and female. And man should leave his father and mother and take unto him a wife. Right in the very beginning, the rulers of darkness have attacked creation and they have attacked marriage. That's what they are doing to deceive people away from the truth. That's a ruler of darkness. You have spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. These are high-ranking spiritual beings that simply influence men to sin with ideas such as my body, my choice. That didn't come from mankind. That came from a spiritual host 
of wickedness. All of these ideas that challenges the truth, that entraps mankind into darkness, these are things that you and I are being bombarded with every single day. And it doesn't come from mankind. You know where it comes from? Principalities. It comes from powers. It comes from the rulers of darkness of this age. And it comes from the spiritual hosts of wickedness. It's like from the north, the south, the east, the west, in every media screen, in every newspaper, on every magazine rack. You go into work, you hear it. You're driving on the way home, you feel it. You get out of your car and try to get into your house and shut your garage door, but before you get inside, you can feel it. On your way to church, you can feel it. You sense it here, you sense it there, you sense it everywhere. It's not just mankind making all of this stuff up. It's not just mankind that is pushing this agenda, but it is coming from the forces of darkness. And as it were, you feel like this going through this world. Woo, woo. What's going on? It's trying to knock you over. It's trying to make you fall. It's trying to put you in a complacent place with God where you're not walking and you're not advancing. And so how are we going to keep on standing? The Bible gives you the answer. It's amazing when you read that Bible what you will find. Let me tell you. The Bible says you want to stand for God and to be able to come against these evil spiritual beings. You've got to get some truth on that waste. Got to get some righteousness on you. You need some peace. You need some faith. You need some salvation. And you need the word of God. And if you have all six of these things, you will stand. Amen. Let me hear you say truth. Oh, you got to have it. The truth is powerful. The truth will make you free. I believe in being set free. There's things that do set you free. In the name of Jesus' blood, it'll break bondage off of your life. Baptism will break sin off of your life. The Holy Ghost will liberate you from the inside out. But knowing this truth, having it in your mind and in your heart, it will make you free. Amen. Just a little bit of a lie, believing it, opens you up. Or principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, all of that. Having just a little bit of a falsehood in your life puts a crack in your armor. Truth is important. Got to have it. The Bible teaches, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. God has always been one. But just like the devil introducing a little bit of a lie to Eve, the same thing happens nowadays. And instead, there's these ideas of, well, God is one, but he's also three. And there's a new one out there that God is two. But the Bible says God is one. I was talking to a newer disciple in our church several months ago. And they said, I grew up in a church and all my life I saw paintings of the baptism of Jesus. You know, I saw a big light up there, and I saw a little dove here, and then I saw Jesus right there in the water. You know, there's three persons right there. 
And I said, pull up a picture that you're talking about on your phone. And they did. And I looked at it, and sure enough, you see, you know, a light up in the sky, you know, and, and, and lights coming down, and then you see a dove, and then you see a man. And I said, so you think that's a trinity? And they said, yeah. I said, three persons? They said, yeah. I said, how many persons do you see there? And they looked for a minute, and they said, I only see one person. Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. Right there on the cell phone, we got the revelation of the oneness of Almighty God through an old religious painting. God is one. And don't let a painting or a book or a YouTube video ever tell you otherwise. We worship one God. Not two, not three, not three million. One God who manifested himself into the man, Jesus Christ. Christ. Want to know why you feel something different around here at the Apostolic Church? It's because we've got the truth concerning how many are up there in heaven. It's one, it's always been one, and that truth right there will help you stand in the day of evil. Praise the Lord. Righteousness, got to have that. Righteousness is something that God will lead you into. Psalm 23, he leads me in the path of righteousness. When you find yourself over and over doing the right thing, you will begin to stand in a way that you never thought you could. Standing in the right path. Sometimes we have to make hard decisions. And sometimes the only decision you seems like you can make is a bad one. But if every decision you make, if it lines up with righteousness... You'll keep on standing for God, praise the Lord. And this is hard sometimes in this world because the world opposes righteousness. It wants to do what is wrong, and it's difficult sometimes. I remember my dad telling me this when I was about 16. He said, son, you're getting older, and pretty soon you're going to leave your youth and become a man. And he said, I've seen this over and over. And I remember him setting up dominoes on the kitchen table. He said, if I knock over this one, they all go down. And he said, this is the way decisions are. Dominoes are like decisions. Decisions are like dominoes. You knock over one and just, it all goes over. And he said, if you make one bad decision, two or three, four or five, six other bad decisions are probably likely to happen. But if you will do the right thing, think about what you're doing before you do it. Seek out wisdom, seek out understanding, seek out knowledge. Always do the right thing and more right decisions will come your way. And can I tell you this? I haven't been perfect. I've never been in and out, but yes, I've been up and down. But can I tell you, the path of righteousness has kept me alive. It has kept me standing. I didn't always look cool. I didn't always get to do what I wanted to do. I couldn't always do what everybody else was doing. But I don't know where they're at, but I'm here at the Life Church, and my name is written in the book of life. And righteousness has helped me to stand, and it'll help you stand. Praise God. Let me hear you say peace. Oh, that's a good one. Feet with the gospel of peace. This just isn't simply the absence of conflict. You're always going to have it. Jesus didn't say, blessed are the peacekeepers. You'll never be able to keep peace. Stuff's going to blow up. Stuff's going to happen. Feelings are going to get hurt. Things are going to go wrong. 
but blessed are those who make peace. It's interesting, he puts peace at the feet. The Bible says in another place in Romans 16, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Again, we believe in the name. We believe in the blood, and it works. You want to take your spiritual armor to another level, start walking in peace. The devil can't fight it. He knows nothing about peace. Everything to him is chaos. Everything to him is conflict. But you can get to a level in the peace of God and having it in your mind and your heart, in your spiritual armor, that nothing offends you. A peace where nothing triggers you. (laughs) A peace, amen, that keeps you standing. Because Satan wants to rob the peace of the church. But I've got news for Satan, amen, that the peace of God defeated him long ago by the feet of Jesus on that cross. And he and I, amen, are walking in that peace, praise the Lord. Jesus will crush Satan under your feet with his peace. The shield of faith, above all else, take it up. Amen. Faith, the devil can't fight it. Because the devil always wants to work with what you can see. But faith looks past all of that into the unseen. And when you focus on the unseen, that's when miracles begin to happen. Because when you have faith, it will please the Lord. Amen. Maybe right now you feel like you're stumbling. It could be because you lack peace in your life. (laughs) You get peace, you'll be able to fight it. Maybe if you feel like you're not able to stand, you lack some faith. You're not believing God like you should. You're not trusting in God like you should. That is a hole, a crack, a defect in your armor. The helmet of salvation. We've got to be saved, church. What does it profit somebody if they gain the whole world and lost their own soul? What would it profit a person if you got the greatest motorcycle and the greatest car and the greatest house and you lost your own soul? What if you got the perfect job and lost your own soul? It's only a matter of time. If you walk away from your salvation, that yes, the great forces of this earth will trouble you and cause you to stumble simply because you did not walk in salvation. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Oh, the Word of God is powerful. You know, you look at Jesus in the time of his temptation. What does he combat the enemy with? The Word. Keeps on quoting Scripture. You want to fight the devil? Start reading this. Start believing in this. Knowing what God has written, knowing what God has said, you will stand in the dark time. Speaking of standing, let's all stand together. Musicians, please come. Tonight is the night we are going to put on our armor. We're going to stay ready. We're going to prevent attacks. We're going to prevent the darkness of this world coming against us. You read the news, you watch the news, you just listen to people talk. People know something doesn't feel right. It hasn't felt right. We don't feel safe. We don't feel at peace. Ultimately, the enemy is trying to take control of this entire world and to cause the whole world to fall with him. But there's a way to escape this and there's a way to stand. And it's through having truth in your life, righteousness, peace, 
faith, salvation, and the Word of God. These are good scriptures to highlight in your Bible. These are good things to think about on a daily basis. I believe any lies. Is there anything unrighteousness about me? Is there any chaos in me? Is there any lack of faith in me? Is there fear? Am I lost? Do I know the word? Am I living by the word? And having these things a part of your life, you are a force to be reckoned with. Praise the Lord. Amen. We just had Brother C.P. Thomas with us. And I remember when I was a teenager, he told a story. He said he walked into a village and he preached the gospel and there were many that listened to him, but nobody was converted in that moment in time. He kept on preaching. He kept on trying to reach them. He kept on trying to explain to them who Jesus was. And these were heathens, Hindu people in the jungles of India. And he said after about 30 minutes of teaching, a, he called her a crazy woman came out of her hut and she had a little small sword, a little knife and she ran at him and was going to kill him but she just collapsed on the ground right before him and he quickly assessed the situation and realized it was a witch doctor who practiced Hindu witchcraft and he began to come against the spear that was in that woman and all the town, the village gathered around and they all watched as he cast the unclean spirit out of that woman. And the whole village believed. He baptized them all. Amen. In Jesus' name. And we're a spiritual people. I'm not just saying this because it's Halloween out there, but I just want to make you aware of what's out there. It's nothing to let go in one ear and out the other ear. We need to be focused. Dr. Thomas said that the sun started going down. It was time to leave the mountain and go back into his city. It was when he was in Needham Kandam, southern India. He said he was walking down the mountain and through the jungle, and he looked up, and he saw a lady in front of him about 20 feet. And he said, oh, hello, are you going down the mountain into the village? The lady didn't speak to him. And he moved forward to try to get closer to her. And when he did, she just went like lightning, just moved. He said this went on for about five minutes. Anytime he would get close to her, she wouldn't walk with her feet. She would just move like lightning, just like that. He said he kept on staying on the path that he should go to to get down to the village. And this lady stayed about 25 feet in front of him. He never saw her face, but only her back. He kept on going down the mountain. The sun began to go down. It started to be nighttime. The moon came out and that moonlight he just walked for several hours in this being. He could never get more than 25 feet closer to her till finally they got down the mountain and there was the pond, big body of water. And when this being, this woman, got near the pond, she turned around and looked at him and he saw the face of that witch doctor. He then saw that witch doctor or that lady jump about 100 feet up in the air and went down into the water and didn't come up. And he realized that wasn't a person, that was a spirit. After that, he went back up into that village. Many who were sick got well. Many of the couples were barren. They began to have babies. He watched an entire village be converted to Christianity and their life got better. And there's a church there still to this day. 
You know what was going on there? Dr. Thomas walked in with the full armor of God and came against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness that had an entire village under its control. And I would like to think that the Life Church has the same spirit and the same power in it to drive that darkness out of this town to drive it out of neighborhoods, to drive it off of blocks, to drive it out of families, to drive it out of your work, to drive it out of wherever you may be. If you will learn to just stand for God, to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness, to stand for salvation, to stand for faith, amen, to stand for the word of God. If there's anybody who's hungry for the armor of God, this altar call is for you tonight. I feel like there are people out there you feel exposed to this world. You don't feel like you're armed. You don't feel like you've got God's arsenal with you. You feel like you don't got the weapons. I'm here to tell you, you can leave here fully armed. Hallelujah. Amen. The army of God is open right now for you. God wants to put a big helmet on your head. He wants to give you a big shield. He wants to give you a big sword. Hallelujah. He wants to give you great armor. Great armor to fight. Great armor to stop it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, don't fight it all on your own. Fight with God. <coughs> fight with God's weapons. Hallelujah. You've been thinking you've been fighting mankind. Oh, no, it hadn't been mankind. That's why you're losing. You've got to go after the spirit behind mankind. Hallelujah. You think you've been up against this world. Oh, no, it's not just this world, but it's spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And don't let it make you fall, but let it motivate you to stand. Hallelujah. That's why we've got to stay prayed up, church. Hallelujah. Spiritual activity is heightened in this time and season. How about we heighten our spiritual activity? How about we get more power in us? How about we become stronger than the forces of this world? Hallelujah. You may never think you could cast the devil out. Oh, yes, you can. And God wants to use you. Hallelujah. Somebody needs it that you know that you're connected to. Hallelujah. Somebody needs spiritual warfare that you know. Hallelujah. That's what we're called to do. Amen. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. Hallelujah. They will cast out devils. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray for your mind tonight that truth would be in it. I pray for your heart tonight that righteousness would be in it. I pray for your feet tonight that peace would be there. I pray, amen, for your shield that faith would be there. Hallelujah. Amen. I pray, amen, that the sword of the Spirit would be with you. Hallelujah. May the Word of God be your guiding light in Jesus' name. Call out to the Lord for armor tonight. God, arm me. Arm me. Help me to stand. Help me to stand. Help me to stand in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.